0: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and adjust Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. When I went to Denver, you know, I, I, I knew a little bit of football. I didn't really know people uh, and how important that aspect of this process and maintaining the culture. And building the team uh, was, and um, and I and I failed, and I didn't, you know, I didn't succeed at it. And so, um, looking at that experience has been one of the best uh, things uh, in my life in terms of my overall growth as a as a person, as a coach. What do I need to do different? How do I need to handle my role if I have another opportunity and do better at it? That is Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I was saying this to somebody today that I have a lot of thoughts on, on on this part of it. But why is it so hard to find one good people, like at least good-natured people, okay. right? Yeah, I mean, we can all sit here and tell, tell you who's good and who's not. And a lot of that's, well, how are they to me, right? You know, um, we do that with professional athletes all the time. Like, oh, great guy, he signed for my kid. Yeah. Oh, he's a jerk. He just kept walking. Like that's how we identify what a good guy is or not. I can't sit here and tell you I know what good guys are or not. But what I don't understand is there are some people around the NFL that gets jobs in high profile positions. Trent Baalke might be one here. Um, Others through the years, maybe it is Urban Meyer. By the way. Uh, and other places. Like, I heard a story about, like, a, a Detroit coach today, Detroit Lions. Like, it said, uh, uh, in recent memory, said he was just, like, just an awful guy. Just terrible to work with. All this stuff. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand how you can't vet that stuff out. And I'm not saying Josh McDaniels isn't a bad guy. But how, when you bring Josh McDaniels into Denver, can you not... Figure out that he works well with people or understands people or knows how to lead or these kind of things. Like, what you're talking about, a hiring some one of 32 jobs, one of 32 jobs that should take an enormous amount of vetting, can use exhaustive research and resources to vet. Yeah. And I understand everybody hires people and then you kind of like, I hope it works to some degree. But some of these things that stand out that make these guys fail, I would think would just slap you right in the face sometimes. And these owners in the NFL and sometimes GMs who are doing the hiring seem to ignore it. I I don't understand how it happens with such frequency.
1: I mean, but that's with any job, though. Any job that has positions of power, sometimes the best candidates don't get hired because it's about who you know. It's, It's about how you play the game. Not necessarily what your resume says. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's evident in the NFL, but this is evident in just everyday life. It's just the way it is. It's about who you know.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. But even if it's who you know, make a phone call and say, what's this guy all about? Right? Like, what's his strengths? What's his weaknesses? Like, where are we going to run into trouble? What should I be aware of? Like, uh, and the more you look at this and do this, it's like, they are just grabbing the hot name, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of does go back to Dable. We've had this conversation. Like, should Dable still well, be a, a candidate even without them going on this playoff run? Well, if he was good enough to be a candidate last year, mm-hmm. and he's helped fix Josh Allen and make him into the player he, he is, I'm not sure that should have to do with scoring 36 points in an AFC Divisional game or not. That's what you're hiring. You're hiring a guy who can work with a quarterback, who can develop, and, and you think can teach and coach. That was the case last year. Nothing's really changed this year, and yet we get stuck with a hot name, the hot commodity, the last week, the last three weeks, the last six games, and, and these billionaire people make big-time decisions in their own business life. Screw that up, left and right. It just shocks me. I mean, do you think they should have vetted Urban Meyer some more? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Yeah, listen, I'm putting shot in this category. Okay. I mean, he obviously can't make the decisions the right way. Mm -hmm. and is not learning from past mistakes or bulky would be gone. I mean, I think we've been pretty consistent with that, that the past mistakes of dysfunction over the last four years show you bulky, whether he's a part of it or not, shouldn't be around. Correct. And so just even that Josh McDaniel stuff uh, is interesting to me in a totally different light. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll even add to it. Like Brian Flores, obviously, is a former Miami Dolphins coach and has just sued... The NFL in a class action lawsuit. Well, and, and the New York Giants as well. I mean, the NFL and New York Giants singling them out as well. And so this is, again, there's a lot coming out right now. And so this. what's interesting is while he's filing a lawsuit, okay, and I'm not saying he's wrong or right. Okay. But to me, the, the, what goes along with this conversation I'm having, he is filing a lawsuit and potentially a finalist for the Houston job mm-hmm. and talking to the Saints about their job. Sure. And it's like, all right. This guy in the meanwhile in between interviews is is putting together a lawsuit to yeah? Which means you're never hiring him. How do you figure? There's no way they're hiring Flores while he he is putting in a lawsuit against the NFL
1: because of what, like cuz of stuff that he thinks, I mean, and maybe it's the truth, but like he's suing them because the Dolphins paid him $100,000 to supposedly throw games to tank for the season. He's suing the Giants because His job wasn't even up for grabs But they still interviewed him anyways So it was a waste of time It was like a charity sham interview as he calls it So like these are situations where If this is true Those clubs shouldn't have done that Yeah. So if I'm the Saints
0: If I'm the Texans You're not going to hire a guy Because he called out two organizations That kind of did it wrong well, I don't know that. That's my point. And by the way, he might be right in all this, but yeah. this ain't playing out over the next 24 hours or next 48 hours or next two weeks where you're going to be hiring your coach. And so am I going to hire somebody um, that is in the middle of a lawsuit at any business? Probably not. No, I think, I think okay. the timing of this certainly hurts his chances to... Again, he could be right on. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to do this, but yeah, I'm, well, I'm just thinking that he has he has probably hurt his chances, at least in this cycle, well, of getting year, a job. Yeah, right? I,
1: mean, I mean, maybe this year for sure, but it's not going to, like, I don't think it's going to crush his chances if he never gets a Like, I think he'll get a job again.
0: Like, I, I don't oh, think yeah. he's going to black I, He might man. be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he might, depending yeah. on how it all shakes out, too. Like, um, you know, if it's, if it gets proven right. Uh, absolutely. I mean, this this could be a pretty fast case if it's proven right. Who knows? And there's nothing fast in the NFL when it comes to cases like this. Yeah. Um. So my my point being is like, have they not even vetted it out to the point where like, or maybe they know more information? But like, they're he's on the doorstep of potentially being hired by Houston. Yeah. And and yet, good for him in the middle of a lawsuit. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, you uh, know, you don't, you don't think it's smart on his part, or what are you saying? I have no problem from a principal nature of him filing the lawsuit. He might be right on, and, and calls the NFL. I mean, he's out. got some receipts. Uh, that's it. Right. Yeah. So I don't like. That's okay. I, this is not against Brian. I'm just talking about the from an organizational point of view. Okay. If if you're in the middle of uh, suing a company or whatever firm on a radio uh, about a radio thing yeah the chance of me hiring you in the middle of that that's like a major red flag right
1: well then it just goes to show you to brian flores maybe you know maybe shedding some light on the the messed up nature sometimes of nfl things is more important to him right now than getting a head coaching job this year and if that's the case, and you want to peel back the curtain and kind of show some of the grievances that have been going on in the NFL,
0: then more power to you, man. Yeah, you're taking that higher road. Sure. Right? I mean, Good that's, for him. And, again, that doesn't mean it's the wrong route. Again, we're just talking about two different things. I'm not saying I'm not – I'm not barking against Flores for doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like – Wait a minute, you're like, uh, if you're Houston who's already had a bunch of dysfunction, first of all, you're bringing Flores in who had some issues in Miami for whatever reason. We don't know the root of them, but had some issues. Are you vetting that out? Like, are these guys vetting these things out or just kind of throwing darts and saying, hey, I like this guy. I think this guy could change. We went from offensive guy to defensive guy. I mean, some of the hiring processes in the NFL, and by the way, I'll even say it in this respect, that we could end up with a whole cycle of not hiring a black head coach in the NFL. How does that happen? You have nine jobs open, and we might be heading down a road where we don't hire a black head coach. Yeah. Like, that, that's unbelievable. It's going to be a bad look. Yeah, an awful
1: look. But I also think that, I mean, I don't know. Then you're kind of grasping at straws here in terms of what's more important. Is more important saying, if you're Brian Flores, that maybe you think – you know, race was a factor in you not getting your job in New York and they already knew that they're going to go with Dable and then they kind of just brought you along for a charity case because you have the receipts from Bill Belichick, is that more important to draw light to or is it more important to be, you know, the second black head coach right now in the NFL? I would probably go with the first thing over the ladder. So I, I think what Brian Flores is doing is even probably bigger than if he was to take another coaching job someplace this year because, he's kind of peeling back the curtain and maybe some, some messed up things that have happened in the NFL that people have gotten away with, and now he's exposing
0: those things. Yeah, like I said, I have no problem with Flores uh, doing this. If this is what happened, and this is principle, I love people who stand on principle, and especially if he's willing to do it to this degree, and when he could impact his own job. Mm-hmm. But the point being is like the hiring process of, of Houston right now should be like, wait a minute, the guy that's firing and filing a class action lawsuit against the NFL is like our finalist. Wait a minute. After all the
1: stuff that we've gone through over the last year. Like, yeah, but you're also like, going through Josh McNown. So don't act
0: like they don't have drama coming their way either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Houston. Uh, by the way, so as for the Flores uh, standpoint, in making the decision to file a class action complaint today, I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love, and it has done so much for my family and me. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. So, again, it's a, it's a big hill to stand on. Uh, for Flores, it it actually has, um, uh, you know, it's from a potentially sacrificing your own good. Mm-hmm. It is very Kaepernick-esque, totally different. Well, I don't know if it's totally different, but it's a different circumstance, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm a player and coach, but uh, and I'm not sure this will become the Kaepernick kind of story that became a story for three, four years. Right. Mm-hmm. And super polarizing. Uh, but the bottom line is you're risking your future. And, sure. and Kaepernick did risk his future of having an opportunity in the NFL um, to some degree. How much that factored in is debatable, I guess, over his play. But it certainly seems to have factored in. And now, will this be the case for Flores as well? This is all we know. The, the Belichick stuff. Now, you got to we got to find some clarity here on this because this is all popping right now. But uh, like the Belichick standalone, mm-hmm. what he basically texted the wrong person. Right. He thought he was
1: texting Bill Brian Dable. Yeah. I thought he was texting to Jackson Dable, wishing him congratulations on the coaching interview. Or, I'm sorry. I'm getting the job um, with the Giants when it's, you know, a couple text messages later, it's revealed that Bill Belichick realizes that he messed up and he said, that's my bad.
0: And, you know, expletive, expletive. Yeah. Um, like, have you ever texted somebody the wrong... Yeah, you exactly. thought you were texting somebody? Yeah,
1: exactly. And then in doing so, it revealed to Brian Flores that even though he had an interview coming up, the job
0: was already sealed with Dable. Yeah, because he was coming up to interview with the Giants on Thursday. Exactly. So, therefore, it was that's a sham interview. that it's a token yes, interview. exactly. Um, to meet probably the Rooney rule. Yep. Right? Of course. Um, which, which, by the way, there's like an elephant in the room that that happens. Sure, but, like, that's, I mean... This is evidence, though. And once I'm again, not saying, right. I'm just saying that's elephant are elephant no, in the room that it happens all the time. No,
1: absolutely. But now you have it like you have it clear as day. I mean, yeah, you can hear things, but this is this proves that once again, if these text messages are confirmed, which I, I don't know why they would be fabricated, then yeah, that, that kind of proves to you that the whole interview set up for Brian Flores didn't even matter. Like he had no chance of getting the job, but it's all about the Rooney Rule. The job was already handed to Dable.
0: Uh, yeah. It it which is. You know, by the way, right, on the, it's wrong to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Do the vetting out process. Um, and secondly, the Giants, you're idiots. Yep, absolutely. I mean, if that's the case. And now, I mean, what are we going to debate here? Well, Bill really didn't know. That was just this feeling. Like, is that what's going to come out of this? Like, what's the defense? Bill really didn't know Dable was going to get the job. It was just this feeling that, hey, that's what he's hearing, that you're going to get the job. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like. What is that? This could be a terrible, terrible cycle for an issue that is massive right now in the NFL and only going to blow up even more. Mm. Um, and and I'm not saying it shouldn't, but look at some things that could. Well,
1: and, and real quick, so the whole Bill, Belichick thing. He even said, I, I've heard from Buffalo and the New York Giants that you're there again. Oh, you even said that. I hope it works out if you want it to.
0: Wow. Now, once again, take that for how you want. Uh, what's the Miami one? You're reading up on this a little bit more. That that yeah. raw, the so. 2019 when they tried to tank, like the tank for Tua. Remember the tank for Tua? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So in two, it ended up
1: being Joe Burrow, but correct, correct. So in 2019, um, it's reported that Brian Flores was offered one hundred thousand dollars. Uh, by the owner, which would be Stephen Ross, correct? Yeah, yes. Stephen Ross, um, one hundred thousand dollars for every game that the Dolphins threw to try to get better draft position. Um, mm. I mean, geez. You th- you thought Will Fuller was a bad look for your team?
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I, I mean, throw that in there. I don't like. I'm trying to think of as you say that. Like, what's that? Is that? Is that? Pete Rose betting on baseball. I mean, <laughs> like, is that well? <laughs> is imagine, that imagine point-shaving scandal of college basketball? That's up there, right? right. I mean, like, because it's weird because, like, we're,
1: I mean, and once again, this is, like, up-to-date Twitter that I'm on right now. But it seems like people are more, more focused right now on the Bill Belichick text with the, the Flores things, which makes sense. But the Miami Dolphins accusations are huge as well. For integrity of the game. I mean, imagine being a player in that team. And then your owner is paying your coach $100,000 to throw it.
0: Or to to at least lose. Yeah. Which, by the way, this has become a, right, this is a wink-wink of the Jags. Looked like they were tanking. Yeah. Right? We've seen it in other sports. The Atlanta Braves, right? The Orioles, the Houston Astros. Like, they're set up to fail. Yeah. And, like, th- we had this discussion last year, right? Yeah. Uh, you've said it countless times. James Robinson, why did he miss those couple of games? Was he really that hurt, or could he have played through it? Correct. We've asked the question. We don't know anything, just to, for, you know, to be perfectly clear. But what we said about this is Gardner Minshew gives you the best chance to win. We had this discussion for, like, a month and a half.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, if you're trying to save your job, best chance to win in Jacksonville, Gardner Minshew gives you a better chance than Jake freaking Luton. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, I mean, those, I mean, those, t- so to say that people don't kind of, in quotes, tank, but this takes it to another level if you're getting paid to tank. And then there's also, there's someone with, with the Denver Broncos as well. You
1: want to hear this one real quick? Yeah, please. So, according to Mr. Flores, um, This wasn't the first sham interview that was held. Back in 2019, Mr. Flores was scheduled to interview with the Denver Broncos. However, the Broncos' then-General Manager John Elway and President and Chief Executive Officer Joe Ellis and others showed up an hour late to the interview. They looked completely disheveled, and it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before. It was clear from the substance of the interview that Mr. Flores was interviewed only because of the Rooney rule and that the Broncos never had any intention to consider him as a legitimate candidate for the job. Shortly thereafter, Vic Fangio, a white man, was hired to be the head coach of the Broncos—that's that, just part of like the, would you call it a deposition? I guess or sure. Yeah, whatever Public you want to call it. Okay, yeah,
0: the suit, the suit yeah, at least. Yeah, um, I'm telling you, man. Like this, I I had a conversation with somebody last night, and I'm, uh, this could be. Like such a bad, you talk about optics in Jacksonville being bad right now. You talk about a bad optics in the NFL. And by the way, take the Flores thing out of it for a moment, okay? This is going to add to it, and this that's is going great. to be the headline. Yeah. And by, uh, by the way, I, I want you to answer. You can speak to this better than me. Yeah. But from my view, you're talking about a diverse issue. Mm-hmm. Diversity has been an issue mm-hmm. in, over the last however many years, but especially in the coaching ranks, in college football, in the NFL. This is not just an NFL thing. 70% of the players are black. The coach, right now there's one head coach in the NFL that's black. Correct. Part of that process is is getting more African-American coaches in defensive coordinator roles and offensive coordinator roles. And to be honest, there are more in those roles. Some pretty good ones, too. Yes. yes. And there have been a lot of candidates in this cycle. Yeah. From BNME to Leftwich to D'Amico Ryans to Jim Caldwell, right? Yeah. Uh, but we are four hires in. Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh looks like he could be a favorite in one spot. Mike McDaniel looks like he could be a favorite in another spot. Doug Peterson looks like he could be in a favorite in another spot. Josh McCown looks like he could be a favorite in another spot. And Dennis Allen looks like he could be the favorite in another spot. Folks, those are all white men. Yeah. Right? And so you could have nine jobs where you don't have an African-American hired Mm -hmm. in a sport that could end up in 2022 – with seventy percent of the players black, mm-hmm. and one out of thirty-two head coaches black, like that isn't that is, again? This is deeper than what it looks like. Like I don't like to say it like that because I think that diminishes the real issue of no. It's an issue. It's a problem. It's not just how it looks. Yeah. But that's a look. Flores, same thing. And by the way, in this cycle, it looked like Byron Leftwich was about to get a job, at least from a narrative standpoint. We don't know how close this was, but even here in Jacksonville, it looked like, like, here you go. Oh, wait a minute. Not so fast. Right? Yeah. So this could be just an atrocious look for the NFL if all these things come to fruition. See, you say it's an atrocious look, and
1: okay, I get that, but this might be the necessary look for the NFL. Interesting
0: way to look at it. Because...
1: You know, when, when, when the Rooney Rule was first put into place, and, and I think if you ask minority players or, or any minority in general, I think they're going to have different views of the Rooney Rule. Yeah. It was designed to get more black coaches in the NFL. So, like, it came from a place, I would like to believe, of good-heartedness. But the problem with the Rooney Rule is that it's almost like a parody on, on, on itself where it's like, okay, we have to make up a special rule to interview black coaches now because they're not getting the, the, the fair shake yeah. in general. It's 2022. Well, what, what are we talking about? So, like, that's what you get with the Rooney rule. And, like, maybe I was naive enough to think, okay, well, okay, this Rooney rule doesn't look the, the best when you say it, but you know what? It, it's probably going to lead to better things, and it'll all be worth it. And now we sit here... And we have, you know, three minority coaches and Robert Sala and Ron Rivera. And then you have one black coach and Mike Tomlin. But you have one black head coach in the NFL and that's it. Okay. Now, yeah, there's coordinators that are successful, but only one black head coach. So what that shows me is that you can say out of the kindness of your heart that, hey, the Rooney rule, you know, I mean, we're we're doing our due diligence. You know, we're making it fair. Just the best candidates didn't make BS. No, that's not the case. All right. It's, it's deeper than that. It's more facilitated than that. So to sit here and say, okay, well, let's just sit back and let the Rooney World you know, do its part, and eventually it'll all work itself out, it'll, all, it'll correct itself, and eventually we'll have black head coaches everywhere in the NFL? Well, no. That's not gonna happen. So what I feel like is going on right now is Brian Flores is saying, you know what? Maybe I could be a head coach in Houston. Maybe I could be a head coach um, in Minnesota, wherever else is hiring right now. Or... I can burn this whole thing down. I can burn it down and, and, and we can start anew. And that's what I feel like Brian Flores is doing right now. He's going to make, and once again, assume everything is true here. He's going to, there's going to be so much more progress made from this move right here from Brian Flores over Brian Flores being another black head coach in the NFL. Yeah. And it's not even close.
0: It's uh, not even up for debate. You know, it, and by the way, from uh, an ethnicity standpoint, Mike McDaniel is biracial. Um, and so, yeah. I I don't know what, again, you said minorities. I mean, Ron Rivera, Robert Sala. Yeah. Um, and I've always wondered what you just said uh, about the Rooney rule in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand why it's too bad it even has to be put in place. Yes. To, to your point. Yeah. But I also, like, are they, are, do, do some blackhead coaches feel like they're just pawns in the game to make sure they check a box, right? Yeah. Like And I think, but it's also a necessary evil to potentially getting a job because well, you want interviews, be, right? You know? I, mean, I, I
1: mean, listen, if you're Brian Flores and, you know, it says that he, he won in spite of Steven Ross that year because, like, they, they kept on winning. He yeah, didn't. yeah, he Honestly, said he I wasn't, wasn't taking yeah. the
0: 100000 yeah. So,
1: but, like, in that moment right there, if Steven Ross comes up to you and offers you $100,000, you know, for every loss, I'm like, a part of you wants to say, hey, man, I'm about to, like, you can't do that. I'm about to report you, but you can't do that. Because as soon as you go, hey, this guy's, you know, essentially trying to get me to throw games, well, then, then you're ostracized. Then you're out of the league. But I think, like, everything started to pile up with Brian Flores where it's like, fine then, man. I, I'll just, I'll say what I have to say. But it also makes you wonder, you know, did that lead to him getting fired in the first place from Miami? Because to me, Brian Flores was a super surprising fighter. It was yeah, Pirate, big time. you know. Big I mean, time. I think out of all the candidates, I yeah. mean, I guess Zimmer, but I think Flores is probably the most surprising. And now I can wonder, when well, eight
0: and one over his last Did it have nine, something I to do with that as well? At, uh, it's it's an an incredible story that we're still quite frankly trying to digest.
1: But this uh, is, I mean, I don't I don't want to like exaggerate stuff and call it like a revolution or anything. But like, if you want to make a change with anything that, that you think is, is unfair or unjust, you start from the inside and you rip the whole thing down. You burn it down. Yeah. This
0: this could be burning it down. Do you think uh, intentional uh, February first uh, on the first day of Black History Month? That's a good call too. I, th- I think it warrants some um, discussion.
1: Yeah, I yeah. didn't even think about that. That's a good call.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's the latest in the NFL, and wow. Uh, <sighs> by the way, a story that now will dominate. Yeah. Not only in general, because the NFL cycle is a dominating league yeah. in the cycle yep. uh, of news but also it's super bowl couple Whoa. weeks and so now it dominates a super bowl couple of weeks which maybe it just coincidence that it's black history month and it's february 1st and that's when flores choose to name the suit but it also comes at a very good time in terms of the high profile nature of people talking about the super bowl the nfl and everything else so
1: this is interesting as well because brian flores is represented by the people that came out against harvey weinstein yes. right the group It makes you wonder going forward, and this is all speculation, obviously, but it makes you wonder going forward if other coaches are going to come out now, other minority coaches are going to come out and foul blind for us and say, hey, I saw this, I saw this,
0: and now it starts to snowball a little bit. Yeah, and this kind of circles back, Austin, to a little bit of what I was saying. How do you end up with some really bad people? Like really bad candidates in the mix in some places, Uh, white or black, by the way. But then you have so many, you have so many issues from a diversity standpoint that you could really give some good men, good coaches an opportunity. And, And by the way, let's not lose sight of it's happening a little bit in Jacksonville, too. I would way more rather see a guy like Adrian Wilson who is black, yeah. have an opportunity to be the GM in Jacksonville than a guy like Trent Bulky who has not got the job done in the last decade and continues to just survive in the NFL for some reason. I'm telling
1: you, man, it's a, it's the biggest contradiction in the NFL. The fact that it's supposed to be about wins and losses, but the best candidates never get hired. Which doesn't it, make it, it, sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. Man. That's it just why doesn't it, make that's, sense. That's
0: why it's the biggest contradiction in the NFL to me. We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690.
1: I'm very excited, you know. Uh, Having a defensive head coach, I feel like there are some positives to that. You know, I feel like offense, uh, being on the offense, you know, you kind of know what the defense is doing, but you don't know what, you know, fully they're doing. So, you know, they're running a certain type of coverage. But, uh, you know, when you have a defensive head coach, he's able to explain to you uh, what their jobs are, you know, what their certain assignments are in a certain coverage. So, I think, you know, that's one plus on having a defensive head coach. And, um, of course, you know, uh, as far as the offensive coordinator, I think, you know, it's going to be awesome just, you know, having him, you know, solely just focused on the offense and, and getting that working, just like you said. So um, I'm excited.
0: I didn't listen to all the context of that, but I'm trying to figure out who it was. Defensive coach, offensive coach. Uh, was that was that Justin Fields? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't listening. Yeah. Uh, I'm still
1: reading through this. I should all be still- better.
0: I should, I'm should. i so good at this game sometimes even when I'm half listening yeah. that I should be better at figuring out what the hell the Jags are doing. Keep it up
1: because I think, isn't today an NHL guest NHL player as well?
0: Or not? Maybe. Nope. Aww. Not today. We'll come back tomorrow. Lucky dodged a bullet, Brent. I thought today was to talk more about who won the golf picks over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Glenn with a little shout-out to Wawa. Bulky holding out. I've got Wawa, so maybe he got me one, Glenn. Cut uh, the check. Wawa. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, big news out of the NFL. Uh, Brian Flores, former Dolphins coach, has sued the NFL, class action suit. Uh, Primarily incidents with the Dolphins of potentially trying to throw games to tank. Remember the tank for two a year is where this came from. They ended up getting two at number five. Uh, Of course, now they would probably all say they would have went all in on Joe Burrow because everybody in hindsight says they knew exactly what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. and how good a guy was going to be. Uh, what would be really fascinating is if Tua would have been picked number one overall if they did finish with the number one pick that year, Yeah. Um, or if it would have been Burrow or somebody else. But uh, Flores alleges that he was offered $100,000 for each loss during the tanking. And then um, the Giants job where he was going to interview on a Thursday, Bill Belichick had mistakenly texted brian flores instead of Dable and said you got the job mm-hmm. so he knew at least from the text the the theory could be the interpretation could be that belichick and other people around league circles knew that Dable was going to get the job uh in new york even though flores hadn't interviewed yet yeah. which makes flores essentially a rooney rule interview token interview uh, instead, So uh, that's kind of where it's at. He also brings up a, a Denver situation when he had an interview back in 2014, and he admits in a statement that this could damage his future in the NFL, uh, but it's it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the NFL has a major problem on their hands uh, here uh, in their off week between the Super Bowl and the AFC-NFC Championship games, and also on a day where, well, the greatest player of all time officially retires. Tom Brady, yeah, so uh it it is uh an enormous day in the NFL uh let's uh, get South Beach Gary in line. He's a big dolphins fan by the way I'm assuming he's probably I can't wait to get his thoughts on the hundred thousand dollar a game if that's true again, we've got to put this in context, right sure. These are allegations and suits and and um much like I try to do with the coaching search of the Jags, uh very little of its fact until it's proven to be fact uh but South Beach Gary. Go ahead. I, th- I think
1: it's a bunch of baloney. I mean, if it works true, why didn't he come out right away? He was raided after he was dismissed. Could the fact that he hasn't gotten a job, guys, you know, the fact that he's caused friction with Chris Greer and Tua and the people that want to, want to bring that drama to their, to their football team, could that have anything to do with why Brian Flores hasn't gotten a job
0: yet, you think? Yeah, South Beach Gary, thanks for the call. Uh, here's what I would say to that. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things in sports. It took a long time for college basketball to not come clean but got found guilty to the point where there was investigations and FBI and all these things, right? Uh, College football and and other – when we have scandals, it takes a while. Like when – scandalous activity against one of the 32 men that own teams in the NFL that's paying you a couple million dollars a year, are you going to be the guy to out that What happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. There's plenty of that. I'm sure there's plenty of things Austin saw in his career that would make headlines. Yep. Um, And and I'm not even saying you've seen the worst of it, but... And they're gonna be in my tell-all book, Austin Lane, behind the scenes, two years from now. Two years? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay, I, I got it. Yeah. No, can I, I, mean, can I write here. the foreword? Yeah. Yeah, you got it, Brett. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah. my point being, you, you know how that goes, right? No, for sure. I mean, for I sure. Mean, there's, Listen, yeah, there's, we, no, there's unwritten rules. We we well, there's not only that, but there's cover-ups and there's yeah. and there's threats and there's these are people's livelihoods who have family and and not only always have power. So, uh, and and by the way. If you don't believe that South Beach, Gary, that's fine. Could, could, would, it, would it be possible and plausible to say that the owner of of the Dolphins in discussions of what they're doing in their future said in in like passing and almost a sense of humor, mm-hmm. "I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you don't win a game." Yeah. I mean, I maybe I, I'm but not going to defend them with that, but I'm just saying maybe. Sure. But then there's also fri- it's reported now in this
1: that there was friction between ownership and Brian Flores when they kept on winning.
0: Yes, and there was disagreements
1: well, because that were he had.
0: totally is going against them. I mean, this yeah. is straight out of like a movie yeah. where it's like I'm going to take the high road out of principle and I'm going to win games and screw you, owner. Yeah. I don't care if you fire me. Yeah, and and essentially down the road he did. Uh, but let me give you let me give you the you don't have to necessarily believe every detail or we can debate details. We don't know, mm-hmm. right? Um, But these, let me just say this. For Flores, who again, as I said about 40 minutes ago, appears to be a finalist for the Houston Texans job. Yeah. Appears to be meeting with the Saints about their job. And is willing to do this and say this? Mm -hmm. Like, it's one thing if he has been already blackballed out of the NFL, right? And is never going to get a job in the NFL. It would be one thing for somebody who's 30 years his elder to be like, my career's done, I'm going to out them about all this stuff. Yeah. Right? This is a guy that still has, like, he's been a sought-after coach because of the success on the field, and many people think he's going to end up back as a head coach at some point once they get through the muddy details of what did happen in Miami and why it didn't work out and how you can win eight or nine games and get fired. And so... He'll ha- he have plenty of jobs in the NFL if he doesn't do this for the next twenty-five years, and some of it as a head coach. He'll no doubt get another head coaching opportunity. Yeah. And so he is willing to risk that for this suit. Now, it doesn't mean he won't get a job, but he's certainly risking it. He admits that too. And so that's what I would say. It's like you can believe what you want to believe, but this is a guy in the middle of a coaching hiring process <laughs> where he's doing interviews. Willing to name this class action suit. I mean, that is, that's unheard of stuff. So
1: uh, a little more of this suit, and this is brought um, to my attention by Demetrius Harvey on Twitter here. He posted another article of the suit, and it reads as follows. Defendants, John Doe, teams 1 through 29 are intended to identify NFL teams who have engaged in discriminatory conduct towards the members of the proposed class. Um, And in that class, the Jacksonville Jaguars are noted they are listed. Yeah, I now, just saw that. I'm means. just seeing that so, too. So I mean there's basically every single th- there's two teams I think missing that are excluded from this part of it. But take that for how you want as well. So what, so say that part again if you don't mind. Yeah, so Defendants John Doe, teams 1 through 29 are intended to identify NFL teams who have engaged in discriminatory conduct towards the members of the proposed class, including potentially the—and then it lists all the teams. Okay, it says um,
0: including potentially. Including potentially, and then it lists the teams, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are on that list. Okay, and so if there are 29 in that list, Yeah. and he's already named two others— like the Giants and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. That gets us to 31. Is mm-hmm. he not naming just one team? I guess.
1: I mean, I'm. Can you, you see others on one? the list? The Steelers are on the list. How about Houston?
0: Because he's a finalist for or the Giants. Houston,
1: Houston is on the list. Yes. How about New six? Orleans is on the list.
0: Yes. Um,. Go go ahead, give us
1: a list. Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Buffalo, Carolina, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Dallas, Detroit, Green Bay, Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, both uh, Los Angeles teams, Minnesota Vikings, New England Patriots, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, Philadelphia Eagles, Pittsburgh Steelers, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Tennessee,
0: and or the Washington football team. And no, I'm not going to repeat it again. And and by the way, so he didn't list because he had already listed the Giants Giants. and the Dolphins. Yes. And so if you're really good, by the way, at this game, if you could figure out the one team that's missing. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do right now. (laughs) Because after all that, I'm not sure I could. Um, I think I I got... uh, Oh, no, I don't got it. Sorry. You keep going, my bad. So just... So now, now every I mean, that's what a class action suit is usually too, by the way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And when you are a part of the NFL, um, that's why they're now going to be connected. Mm-hmm. So, but it doesn't necessarily mean there's a specific example of the Jaguars doing this, right? Correct. Uh, we don't know that. Correct. Um, but it's just listed, you know, uh, I mean, just, uh, a, a lot to still unfold and unpack on, on this, but... Uh, certainly not over yet. Hey, we got to take a break, don't we? Getting up a little late against it. You don't want me to take a break? Nah, just stay here. Okay. Let's just stay, Brad. Um Let's just stay while we're here. So uh, we'll stay here. We will definitely stay here. So uh, somebody just said the Broncos. Were the Broncos on that? Uh, the Denver Broncos were not on the list. Nice but, job. But the, but nice they've job. Been, yeah, that's a great
1: job. And but so they were they've they've on the other been one. Other
0: ones. So yeah. the Broncos, the Giants, and the Dolphins named separately in specific instances. Correct. And then the other so, 29 as part so of you the you class. So you named version. everybody. Yeah. Yep. Well, we knew. We figured yeah. they would have had to. Either that or, or he's a front runner for the job at one of them. <laughs> Very, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, again... This is I mean just take just think about what just happened here. There's a huge issue of diversity problems in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And now he has specific instances of hurting the integrity of the game with the Miami Dolphins from a tanking standpoint. Mm-hmm. The procedural interview process in Denver and in New York. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this while he's He's as a class action suit against the team that he just interviewed with for their head coaching job. Yeah. I mean, that is like, wow. I'm, I'm going to say mean, that is a wild type of thing. Yeah. Can you imagine interviewing for the job like here and, and filing <laughs> while you have a lawsuit going on against them?
1: It's wild, man. <laughs> it's so wild. Like
0: that's that's I'm crazy. I mean,
1: I, I'm gonna say this because this is gonna be talked about now. I mean, this isn't just a, a flash in the pan, 24 hour news cycle thing. Like this is gonna, I think this is gonna be big for a while. I'm very curious to see if other people start coming out now. That's that's what I'm, I'm you know. Yeah, and and by the way, think- if that's the case, then you, you're gonna have the NFL in terms of optics. Like we talk about, yeah, the Jaguars out. Op- the optics that could come out of other players or other coaches start coming forward and, and, and claiming negligence and all this
0: stuff could be damning, I think, to the NFL. When... do you th- So do you think it's likely others will come out uh, I in, would, in defense of this or, yeah. or with more examples of this so, to support? Or why wouldn't they have filed the suit jointly if that were to be the case? So I will say this. I think it's
1: more likely that other suits and other people are going to step forward... Then not step forward. Yeah. I think there's, I don't want to call this like a, a play here because this is obviously a serious thing, but I believe like what's happening right now, the timing, what's going on, I think it's a long play situation here from Flores and, and some other people.
0: Uh, the other part about that is what I would bring up. And again, I don't think this is an apples to apples case. Mm hmm. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I don't think it is. But it comes, again, the last person that was willing to do this to sacrifice potentially their career was Colin Kaepernick. Yes. And when that happened, uh, it was who? Who uh, Reed, right? Um. The cor- The defensive back? Um, oh. Who also yeah. was willing. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now, he ended yeah. up playing some more. Yeah. Um. But he was, while he didn't maybe go to the extreme of Kaepernick, he was kind of that next guy in line. No, he was kind of right? like... Guilty by association, if you will. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so he was willing to do it, but very few others. Yeah, it was uh, willing- Eric Reed. Eric Reed. Thank Creed, you. Yeah, but very few others, Austin, were willing to sacrifice their careers, their paychecks, their uh, potentially everything else, their reputation, whatever it might be. Yes. For the greater good, if you will. Yeah. And so, will this continue to be the case in a billion-dollar industry where people get paid a lot of money to? play the game they love or coach the game they love for a lot of glory and a lot of attention and a lot of everything else, are they willing to, even though they think they would like to, are they willing to support Flores from a public and vocal standpoint? That'll be something to watch.
1: Well, and here's the thing, too. With Kaepernick, like, you know, that that was well, it was two players, Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick, and, like, that was players. And, and, like, eventually, at the time, was it big? Absolutely. But then that grew and that grew and that grew... And, you know, it snowballed and became this, this worldwide thing. Now, if you have a former coach in a position of power speaking out against the people above him, well, that's just, a, I think it's another echelon of what could come down here um, in terms of coaches and speaking out against grievances and stuff.
0: And by the way, it's two different things, right? It's, it's a diversity issue, but it's also a, an integrity of the game issue with what went down in Miami, if true, yeah. about tanking. Yep. It's a big story right now in the NFL. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 Football at 5 as we continue to search for the Jaguars' next head coach as well.